This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is a show where I chat with a different musician each episode all about music. And for this one, I have Sarah Yagi, who recently put out a single called I Love You, I Lied. And that sounds like this. song wherever you buy or stream music and if you want to hear more of her tunes lucky you she's got an ep coming out this friday uh, also called i love you i lied so stay tuned for that and apart from that she's got some tour dates coming up uh, you can find more about them on her socials so check them out in the description of the episode i hope you're ready to enjoy this chat with sarah yagi uh, it's a fun one we we recorded it at her place and got quite distracted by her cat, Red Bull. Some of that got cut out. Some of it got kept in. If we seem distracted, it's it's just the cat. So um, here's my chat with Sarah Yagi and Red Bull the cat. All right. I'm at Sarah Yagi's house. She's here as well. I'm not like fucking just breaking in. I'd hope so. I think this is Sarah Yagi. Over and out. Jeez. <laughs> I've, I've, I've not checked out her socials, so I don't really know what she looks like. I Probably fi- is blue hair. Yeah. But um, you can pretend for however long this goes for, right? I'm now Sarayagi. Thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem. How does it feel to be Sarayagi? It's, it's a mix. I think that I was saying this at the start of last year. I was came into it with like very much this, I don't know. I think that as things have gotten busier, I've almost retreated more into Sarayagi now because it's, there's a lot more people around me. There's a lot more focus on my music and that's awesome and it's really good, but there's almost more time I'm having to spend by myself to mm-hmm. make sure that I can keep everything in check. Like being an independent artist, working five jobs, um, being able to have time to write and do the rest of it and network. And like, I think being Sariaki is a balance of being naturally quite extroverted, but also having these like really introverted moments to myself and really to make sure that I'm staying on track with what I want to do. Right on. So good. It's good to be Sarah. It's good to be Sarah. Oh, yeah. That was my long answer yeah. for it. I I really, for this podcast, I really need snappy one word answers. Go for so, it. Fuck, I haven't got enough questions prepared. That's okay. All right. So um, we're, we're here mainly to talk about the, the new single, yeah. which I was talking to you before. I'm terrible. I remember singles names, single names. So I'm going to look That's down okay. right now. Go for it. No, nah, I didn't remember. I love you. I lied. Yeah. Is the is the new thing. If they've got like more than two words, I'm like, fuck. I don't remember what a song's called. That's my fault. That's not your fault. I'm the problem. You should, re- should really cater your your <laughs> tracks towards me. <laughs> Damn. That's all I ask, really. That's not too much. Um, but I've been enjoying the song Thank um, a you. whole lot. I think it's definitely my favorite of yours. Yeah, I think um, so far. It's definitely. The favorite of mine so far as well. It's the, I feel like the songs I've had before that are out mm-hmm. are a lot more safer in the pop field. This single, I Love You, I Lied, and also the EP that's to come very much bridges where 
I think that my music is heading where it is yeah. sort of like becoming more like rock influenced, where it's sure. more still true to its very like pop central, like melodies and me and those ideas, but it's still definitely, I'm allowing myself to kind of like break out of those safety, like talk about things that are a bit taboo, explore sounds that are a bit, you know, not from that pop field and really give that a go. And that is not a short answer. I'm sorry. No, you can no. tell me to stop talking. Be as long answered as you want. That was all lies at the beginning. I'm pretty much, you, you'll learn this, that I'm actually just a liar. That's okay. I get through this whole podcast by lying and... We're in music. <laughs> music, isn't it just about <laughs> lying to a lot of people? Oh, no. What are your number top three lies that you've told told your fans? The top three lies that I've told my fans or myself? I feel like my fans I'm very, like, true with, but myself uh-huh. I'll be like, yeah, I'll get more sleep. Uh-huh. She said once. I feel like my sleep, like having some time to myself, I feel like it's all, you know, I – put myself so far in my music, which I love to do and I love my work, but I tell myself the most lies. Okay. I tell myself the most lies, but I'm okay to admit that. Okay. You know, that's good. Oh, it's not good that you lie to yourself. <laughs> be, be more honest with this. This is more a therapy session than, than a podcast, but, um, but I'd say be honest with yourself. Yeah. And I think that my music is where I'm honest with myself and that is really like nice for me to have. I think that, especially I Love You, I Lied, it's a single that for me starts to let people see a lot more of like what goes on and what I'm thinking about. And if you hear any footsteps to the people of the podcast, that is my cat, so I apologise. And yeah, I really think that I'm letting myself have that. And this song, I Love You, I Lied, I never planned for it to come out. I had it maybe two years ago. And for me, it was always just going to be like a soft ballad that I'd perform at, Uh you know, live gigs, but nothing too much. And I actually got the idea to release it when my band and I were playing. It was just meant to be my guitarist and I and my drummer came in and started amping it up. And I was like, this actually feels like it needs to be shouted rather than just held back. So it was never actually going to see the light, but now it's here. Oh, band's just incredible. I love my bands. I'm very grateful for them. I can say I've seen your band play twice, I reckon. Yeah. And... I can, it's a word I'm looking for. I give them two, two thumbs up. I tried to do two. I I'm, see the thumbs I'm holding up. a microphone and it was real hard to get the second one. It's just brain broke. Can but, confirm. But yeah, I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You've only seen the band where it's been like just the band, like no backing tracks, no like triggering, things like that. I, I'm not sure. I'll tell you where I've seen you and mm. you, can, you can tell me. The first time was at the Vanguard. Yeah. Who was Melita was playing, supporting. Yes, um, she's great. So... I don't know if that was at that gig, but no, the second time was a lot more recently, I reckon November, Yeah, supporting Gyla. Yeah. We had tracks then, but we had some issues with sound. And I think that, because I do have a show on the March the 11th at Oxford Art Factory and everything's just really, you know, the tracks are together. We've got all these new songs, not just from this EP and this single coming, but the songs afterwards mm-hmm. and I think that that's really what I wanted to do, like create a performance for live that really showcases not just there's a song, there's a song after that, but like a whole soundscape of like acts and really I'm really excited for that and different variations as well. Like myself, my drummer and my guitarist have been doing a lot as like a trio. So like Uh as core bands with like backing tracks. So there is that extra element of coming to a headline show and there's different things and Mm. there's things that you don't see unless you are at a Sariagi headline show. Right. 
So if I come to that gig on the 11th of March, which I which I should do because I've bought a ticket and that would be a terrible waste of money to not go. <laughs> not saying that I, no. I haven't done that before. Oh, no. Um, I, some would say I've done it very recently. Oh, no. Um, but I can guarantee 11th of March I'll be there. Yeah. Like I said, I never lie to anyone ever. So um, you can check. With anyone you want, really. Um, but or yeah. just come to the show and they can check if yeah, you're there. Yeah, so there will be tracks there. Yeah, so there'll be um, – oh, check if you're there, like as in if they come to the show. Oh, yeah, check yeah, if yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can check. I. How would you describe me, to, who to look for? Uh, I feel like you are the same thing, like dark pants, light top, beard, long, long hair? Yeah, long yeah, hair. Yeah, very long. Very long hair. If I have it down – if I wear it down for the the Very gig, just go, hair. just go look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus with like maybe extra long hair. That's a that's a tip that I would um give to everyone. Find Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So the gig eleventh of um, March at Oxford Art is it the the gallery? Gallery. Gallery. Band, yeah. Cool. That's a that's a cool little part. I actually prefer that to the to the main room. To be honest. It's really cool. We, um, we've only played there once before and uh-huh. on the night we sold it out, which was really exciting. And we're going to play there again. I was actually in the main um, section of Oxford Art Factory the other day because I went past to see a little green play at Gallery Bar and uh-huh. there was a Shrek rave happening in the big, big Oxford Art Factory building. That is something that I did see on Facebook yeah. or on Instagram. Very green, very mm. green. But, yeah, we're at Gallery Bar again and I really like it. It's very intimate and it means that – Compar- comparatively to when I've performed at the Vanguard and venues that are a lot uh, have a little bit more depth in them, mm-hmm. I get to be closer to my audience and really, you know, it's another push for me to try and sure. find ways to connect as I'm performing. So, totally. yeah. Totally. I'm very keen for that. But um, apart from that, you're also doing a tour. Is it surrounding the EP launch? Yes. So it's all surrounding the EP launch. So the first... Um, date of the tour is technically the first headline show is the 11th of March, but I am playing at UNSW uh-huh. on the 3rd of March, um, which I've done a couple of times and I really like the venue. It's closer to like my demographic of fans, which is like around that uni student age. And it's really kind of like if you say that a matinee is a week before, that's sort of what it looks like. So, right. and then we spend the next few weeks into months really just playing and playing and I prefer to spread out a tour also because it means that there is a massive growth from the first show to last show. Like it's always going to happen and, you know, keeping it real as well. We're all independent. We're all, you know, still trying to work and ride and, you know, finding a balance between that. Yeah, totally. So throughout the whole tour, despite it being quite busy already, I will be recording um, music videos and all the content for the next songs after the EP, which are already done. So keeping it busy, really. Wish I had the work ethic. I'm just <laughs> too lazy for anything. Yeah, cool. I'm just looking. There's a lot of a lot of shows. I think you, you um, went on a tour towards the end of last year. Is that right? Yeah. So we're hitting a couple of the same spots again. So going back to Wagga, going back to Flow Bar, because I think it is really important to not just to go to one town and then forget about it, like yeah, to sure. go back there, create those connections. Um, and they were lovely. And it's also like stretching out further than Sydney, I think is really important mm-hmm. to keeping the headline shows as they are. And then really going out and balancing a bit of that, what I was talking about before with like different Seriagi arrangements. So yeah. the full band being at those headline shows, but okay. having your trios and your duos and your different variations to yeah, cool. see those 
you know, different aspects. With these, um, I guess, these uh, shows that are outside of Sydney, with the people that have come to the show, fans, I guess, they're called fans. Let's call them fans. I just couldn't think of the word fans. I'm such a fucking idiot, I swear. That's um, <laughs> But anyway, your fans, yeah. um, not in Sydney, so the venues you play outside of Sydney. How, I guess, how did you originally connect with them? Um, with looking outside of Sydney, a lot of the times it was me trying to like reach out to venues and also like looking at ways that the PR team that I have with me and also like my manager and my band, like seeing where we can go and what's viable. So Flow Bar was a really good one that we found. Um, I opened for the lead singer of Eskimo Joe at Flow Bar originally and that gave me the connection to go back. And then also Wagga Wagga and... Yeah, so a couple of the venues I've started off as me supporting other people and then I've gone there, I've chatted to them and they're all really, really lovely. Cool. So I've just really gone, hey, do you, would you be interested in having me there? And mm. they're really kind to it all and it's great travelling of the band. Last time we were in um, Wagga, the, uh, the boys Ethan and Anthony bought Nerf guns and oh, started nice. attacking my bass player, Evie, who I think you know, Evie. Yeah, I've met yeah, her, amazing. Met her yep. um, So she got absolutely annihilated by Nerf guns as she was trying to do her makeup. So it's really fun. <laughs> it's really, really fun being of the band. So very grateful for that too. And they come along and travel with me and yeah, all the rest of it. So they didn't attack you just because no. you're, you're the one who pays. <laughs> well, I, I'm also, I was right there when they did it. So they, were, they couldn't really look at me and was right. like, we're going to buy these Nerf guns and shoot them at you. <laughs> I was like, well, that, that foils the plan. But it's really good. The travel's really good. And I think that, there was so much of an improvement from all of us being on tour and like experiencing that. And actually I've got a fun story. Oh, we're, we're in a pod- podcast. We want fun stories. It's all about the fun, fun stories. The, um, the thing where we talk about your music is actually, I cut all that out usually. 100%. Um, it's not really that interesting that someone's <laughs> got a song out. Well, what's interesting is that I was at Flow Bar and we were performing and I don't know why I did this. I kind of like... I must have been like a spur of the moment, but I pull out the microphone and uh-huh. as I do it, I decide for some reason it smacks me right in my front of my mouth and I knock out like a t- tiny, tiny bit of my tooth and I realize it because it's like sitting at the bottom of my lip. So I'm singing while realizing that I've chipped a bit of my tooth on stage mid-performance having, and I like had to like, you know, look back at my drama, <laughs> pretend that I'm connecting when really I'm just feeling that there's no blood <laughs> on my face. <laughs> I come back, but the entire time, I think I was only halfway through, but yeah, I chipped my tooth on stage. Pretty rock and roll. It was so rock and roll and it was amazing, but you can't see it and I will never point it out to anyone. So okay. everyone has asked, I'm like, no, you don't get to see it, but it was good. I just, um, it's definitely still there and it definitely was a chip. And then we watched the original Scooby-Doo after that show. So it was a great night. That's pretty much the original as in the, yeah. the action. Yeah, the like live the action right, one. Right. They're on um, oh, Spooky Island. Spooky yeah, Island. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen that in, in too long. Such a good movie. I should watch that tonight. I'm not going to, but I should. <laughs> yeah, we'll think about it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll definitely consider it. It's on, the, it's on the list. Before, after, like it's before the music. So it's like podcast, stories, Scooby-Doo, like maybe Sarah's music somewhere at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I accept that. Yeah. You will never be better than Scooby. <laughs> oh, nor do I want to. Yeah, who would? All right, name one musician better than, than Scooby. Well, controversy. Um, <laughs> I Oh, my cat's back. Hello. I was at 
laneway yesterday which was uh-huh. really awesome um and i saw an artist who actually is inspiring a bunch of the songs after the ep uh joji i'm currently wearing his uh-huh. top so i do really like joji and i think that the music that is out right now look at me always coming back to music a lot of the music that's coming so like i love you i lied that's out and um the ep they start to show a lot more of like my inspirations like Joji and Eden and all these other guys that I haven't really, I guess not that I haven't wanted to execute it, but I needed to find time to really find the way that I wanted to execute it. Not just to be inspired by other people, but to really be able to find the way that Sarah Yagi does it. And I'm really excited for I Love You, I Lied being out because that is, that just like, sets the bar and it just keeps going up and I'm really excited for that. And why is my cat trying to eat my guitars? I don't know why your cat's trying to eat your guitars, but um, good yeah. on it. Good on him for trying. <laughs> That's yeah. my long answer for Scooby-Doo. Yes, yes. Um, so Joji's better than Scooby-Doo. Joji's better than Scooby-Doo. Actually, I did see um, Phineas, Billy Eilish's oh, yeah, brother, yeah. and he was incredible. Like that was so inspiring performance-wise and even for myself to see that like – the way that he was able to be on stage and just like he was a star. Like we already know he's a star, but he mm-hmm. acted like he was and that yeah, was right. sick. And I think that that's something that even in my performances, like I want to make sure that no matter where I am, it's always that level of performance, whether it's – sorry, my cat's very distracting. I've never been so distracted during a podcast chat. It's very, it's entertaining. Anyways. Sarah's <laughs> been bitten by a cat. Yeah, but he feels bad. He's actually not too bad. He's just in a crazy mood. He's got zoomies. Not really. Anyways, yeah, that's the uh, Joji. If you don't listen to Joji already, I would recommend it. I actually don't, so now, <gasps> I've, now I've got what? to. Now I've got to. Oh, my gosh. All right. My, one of my favorite albums of all time is his album Nectar by, um, that he released a few years ago. Uh-huh. And I think that... It's a really good one because of like, again, like soundscape, lyrics, like the simplicity and how like every single sound is purposeful. And I think that that's something that I definitely want to carry on in my music. Like every single sound, every single choice is like, it's purposeful. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> my favourite episode so far. <laughs> uh, Sarah's cat has the zoomies. That's the, uh, the episode. <laughs> All right, let's leave him be. See what he does. We'll, we'll finish your answer or your your recommendation of Joji, and then yeah. we'll, we'll talk. About, we'll have a longer conversation about um, your cat. Hundred percent. So yeah, Joji um, Nectar would be the album that okay. I recommend. I will listen to that. Thank you. Okay. You can also you got to tell me if you hate it though. Genuinely, I okay. Want to know. I'll be honest. So your cat. Um, <laughs> what's what's the cat's name? Cat's name is Red Bull. Okay. How did you come up with the name Red Bull? So I. Love Red Bull. It's really bad. I really shouldn't love it. But I don't drink coffee. Uh-huh. Um, so caffeine, I guess, is the way that I do that. And I also, it kind of came hand in hand because as you can see now, my cat goes from moments where he's just chilling, just so silent and chilling to absolutely psycho and just uh-huh. runs and runs and runs and then stops. And runs, 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 stops. Runs, stops. Um, but I do teach kids. I teach kids music. And when they ask me what my cat's name is, I just say red because I also, <laughs> hence, yeah, that was my uh, cat making some noise. So is the name Red Bull from from him being like he's had a can of Red Bull yeah. or is it just a coincidence? Um, it's both. So it's a, oh, not really a coincidence. Like it is thought through that he, 
Oh my gosh, this this interview had to be a video at this point. I wish I wish I bought a camera. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a purposeful choice. One because okay. of my love of the drink, and two because of his personality. Super, you know, when you have a Red Bull, you just go really, really up and then down. Okay. And then up, then down. I I I really love that name. I just Thank love you. naming like your pet after a product. Hundred percent. Like this is the sponsorship. I got to get. I don't even know what he's doing. Feel bad. Fans are going to be listening, going, "Oh, like let's listen to Sarah's music," and all I get is just cat. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no one should be complaining about that. There is no reason to complain. There we go. He's looking at my hands, and he's about to pounce. Maybe he are isn't we ready. But yeah. All right. Any not, more cat-related questions? I'm not moving on till till the pounce. Hundred percent. Four hours later. All right. I think. Um, I think we've got to move on. Uh, more cat-related questions. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you soon. But <laughs> I had a bad cat. It's a very. I, I find the story pretty funny. Yeah. So I was dating a girl last year, and she had a cat. And the whole time we got along with the cat. Mm-hmm. The the one time I went to her house after we broke up, got attacked by the cat. <gasps> oh, I find I, I find that so fun. Hundred percent. So like yeah. the cat was fine to you the entire time. Yeah. It's like fuck you. Hey, it knew. And the cat's always going to be on the owner's side. And you better hear I that think red so. bull. I mean, it didn't hurt me that much. It was, to be fair, or I was think. Was it actually like attack attack to you? No, no. It was just like a little like a pounce at my hand, but I got a, I got some kind of scratch on my hand from it. But yeah. that had never happened once yeah. before. And, and I, I appreciate I appreciate the loyalty, to be honest. Yeah. I, we do so. appreciate that. Oop, he's about to go. What's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. How old is he? Um, he will be one next week. Oh, attacking the keyboard case. He's attacking my That's keyboard a lot of fun. case. I've kind of left that on there as well. I have a bad habit of like leaving the tags on things. Uh huh. And I think he likes it, so I guess I don't change that habit anytime soon. Yeah, I think not. So your music. <laughs> I, I think we've talked about cats for enough. It's um, I'm trying to decide to put as the usually as the headline of the episode. I put my guest. Who do I put? Ooh. I'm gonna put. I am genuinely gonna put. Seriaki and Red Bull. I really think you should. And oh. I think that if anyone doesn't listen to this, especially people that are not just my fans, but my friends, and you know who you are, if you don't listen to this podcast for me, listen to it for my cat. Let's name and shame. Which friends do you expect to listen? And um, Oh, am I allowed to name <laughs> and shame? Yes. Yes. Um, so first friend is Nicholas Wallace. What do you – I just heard that. Why – Anyways, Nicholas Wallace, when you listen to this, you better tell me at least three things about the podcast. Uh Start of it, middle of it, and end of it. Got another friend, Louis Snowbepic. Do you remember? Do you know Louis? No, I don't think so. Well, he's going to listen to it as well. Mm -hmm. Band, Ethan Patrick Holland. Yes, I've just added your middle name. He's in trouble. (laughs) He's going to listen to it as well. My drummer won't. My drummer, I appreciate that. He's too cool to listen to podcasts. Ah, only fucking losers. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ethan. You fucking loser. I apologize That's to okay. Ethan for what I've said to him. I met him once and and I can confirm he's not a loser. As far as, great. as far as I could tell. Yeah, he's good. He's, yes. um, he, him and I are probably the, out of the band, we're the ones that clash the most, but it's always the one, it's always the vocalist and the guitarist because they're both like melody leading instruments. Uh-huh. So 
we're always the ones that will clash, whether it's about, you know, like I think the one thing right now that we're clashing over, I say clashing with like quotation marks. Um, I want him to start to look at me more on stage and to like mm-hmm. really get into it. And he just kind of like, as a guitarist, sits there with his guitar and like is in his zone. I'm like, no, you got to let me in this bubble. You got to let me share the bubble with you. And he just doesn't do it. So we're practicing that at the moment. By March 11th, he has to be like right up in my face. That's what I want. I'm going to bring a sign. (laughs) It's going to say, Ethan, look at Sarah. And I'm just going to stand at the front the whole time. You need to. He needs reminding. Um, And he's awesome. Like such an awesome guitarist. All my band are so good. But yeah, I think that we all have the habit of like being in our own little circle. Yeah. Um, And I'm definitely going to break that. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the interaction between, is it just you and him interacting? Everyone interacting? I think it's going to start, it's going to be everyone, but I'm starting off in little bunches. Like Ethan and Evie interacting a bit more, then me and Ethan interacting a bit more. And then the drummer's the hardest one, I think. Mm. The drummer and I, I love my drummer, um, Anthony, but like once Ethan and I are good, like with the interactions, then I'm going to move to him. Okay. And then he will be attacked by me. But yeah. It's it's really good. I think it's also because my music lends itself to being a bit, you know, it's not like jazz or R&B or funk where you're kind of like really looking at each other for like, I guess, improv and things like that. Um, and with the inners, it makes it a little bit more like you can easily right. go in a bubble. Yeah, um, sure. But I really want to make sure like I can break that and still keep the authenticity and keep that really good and consistent. So, yeah, it'll be... It'll be good. We've got rehearsals tomorrow. We practice all the time and Ethan and I do um duo stuff as well together, just okay. like gigs here and there. So yeah, it's exciting. To to stick up for Ethan a little bit. I never know if I'm ever just playing guitar for a solo artist mm. such as yourself. I'm like, I never know what I'm supposed to do. Right? So, it's hard, definitely. It's like, Am I part of the band? Am I do I just step back? I don't want to take yeah. the limelight. I think that that's something that I want to do in my as an artist. It's like I wanna be able to not, you know, I'm a solo artist, but mm-hmm. my band's so important. Like sure. they make they make so much of what I do in a live sense. So I want them to be able to be, you know, interacting. And I am um, one of my favorite producers to work with, Yanni Adams. He's in the band Kyoshi and him and I created like an opening sequence for um, the shows now. So there is like an opening song. There's a whole soundscape like, right. and Ethan has a moment there. <laughs> there is an Ethan moment at the start of the show. We all need an Ethan moment. <laughs> podcast is now going to be named Sarah Yagi. No, Red Bull and Ethan featuring Sarah Yagi. He'll, he'll pop in any moment. I'm, I'm ready for him. <laughs> and he'll like, I heard you called me a loser. <laughs> he's going to try and fight me. I, I think he's known for, for fighting, right? Totally. Yeah, he's a big and scary. He's yeah. definitely so not scary. He is so sweet, which is lovely. They're all so sweet. Oh, I'm scared of everyone. So no. he could definitely beat the shit out of me. No. But seriously, in a fight, me and Ethan, who wins? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen Ethan angry like that. So I can't say. I think Ethan. I've no, I don't know. I, I hope I don't find out. <laughs> hey, I don't want to just – Ethan, if you are listening, which you absolutely should be, I don't want to fight you. I have only only love towards you. I consider you like a brother. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we've spoken <laughs> for like five minutes in our life, but I'll, I'll consider us that close. Some people don't speak to their brothers that long anyway. Yeah. yeah. I consider you like my brother who I hate. Oh, no. <laughs> no. If my brother's listening, which why would he Why would he listen to what I have to say? 
Anyway, I opened up a lot there. That's okay. It was, it was a lot of emotional baggage. I'm a musician. We can talk. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sad about my relationship with my brother. <laughs> I actually do have a good relationship with my brother and I don't hate him. I think he hates me, but I haven't like directly asked him. So okay. you never know unless you ask if someone hates you. And even then, 100%. Mostly they would lie, right? Depends. If they write music, they hopefully don't lie. Mm. See if he writes a song about you. He doesn't write music, but he could start any day now. Dun, dun, dun. His debut single is like My Brother's a Dick, <laughs> which isn't bad, actually. That's a pretty good title. I'm going to get a pen here. I do have a pen. I have pens everywhere. We're, um, for the listeners as well, we're currently in my studio at home, so we've got guitars, keyboards. It's actually a very lovely room. Thank you. Um, I, um, I kind of... So I'm going to be getting a housemate soon, but I needed a couple of months, I think, to myself to, um, I guess, really, like I was saying before, like be by myself. And I think that especially after like a lot of what the music's about, um, mm-hmm. this EP is definitely, it's about, like it's all about the process of loss, but in different ways. So can't, oh, I was about to give away the track listing. One of the songs. Can't Decide. That's already out. I can talk about that one. So Can't Decide is about really the the idea that you don't want to lose someone. Sick of you mm-hmm. is the process when you are. The third song, which I actually wrote with Ethan. So all the songs on there besides one I wrote um, without by myself. So Ethan wrote one of the tracks with me. And that's about when you choose to let go of someone. The fourth track, which is my personal favourite, is I guess it's the most personal song to date um, from me and I think that that is like kind of gives you an insight of when you know you, I guess you have to let go of someone but the turmoil that happens from that. And I Love You, I Lied for me is and something that I guess for listeners to think of as well when they're um, catching the track is for me, the entire song is like when you see an entire relationship, whatever that relationship is, sort of like flash before like flash before your eyes sort of thing and you see everything wrong with it and everything that you can't really change. And, you know, I love you, I lied. It's that idea of you're saying to someone that you do love them and they're saying it back, but you know you're just lying to each other. So I guess the lying question kind of works. It's all about that. It's like you're lying to yourself thinking that you can stay in that sort of relationship. And at the end of it, there is a bit of sound design, uh, I won't give it away, but five points who for whoever can guess, including you, mm-hmm. um, the sample that's at the end. But it's sort of like when you have the entire relationship flash before your eyes and then you kind of snap back into reality. And for me, there's a TV snippet at the back because it's – I remember being like a kid. I had really bad like sleep paralysis and the rest of it as a kid. Right. And I'd get up and I'd kind of like sit on the couch and watch, um, you know, like the 3 a.m. sort of like – Here's a bunch of stoves. They cost $50 and you can get them now for $10. It reminds me of that. It's sort of like when you've been up, you have no idea what time it is, how late it is. You've just kind of been in this really intense, intensified emotional state. And then you snap back into reality and all you hear is sort of like the sounds kind of coming back. If that makes any sense. Totally. And that's the visualization with I love you, I lied. Um, It's very much when you see an entire relationship flash before your eyes and then you snap back into reality at the end when the sample kicks in. Groovy. Groovy. Be groovy or leave, I guess. Yeah, that's what they say. 
I think we're about at the end of our time here. Thank you um, for having so me. Thanks so much for, for joining me. And Jesse's drove to me, so very, very big thank you for that as well. No, I love it's I live out in Western Sydney, so yeah. like just living there my whole life, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. Yeah. Like for I guess for people who live like around like you live near the gigs, it's it's a beautiful thing for you. Yeah. I wish I I wish I could just move here. I couldn't. I'm, I'm so poor. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, it's just so so used to it. It's also it expensive being in this area too. Yeah, it's yeah. like in a west. It's it's hard. But yeah, I really appreciate you driving. And do you have any like final questions? Anything that you want to ask? Or? My final question. I'm going to come up with one question on the fly. What's your favorite moment of this podcast? My favorite moment. I'm going to have to like. I love all of this, mm-hmm. but the cat going psycho that, halfway through the podcast. That was a good part. That was a really good that. part. And now he's just sitting, like he's just sitting on the keyboard. Chill Really out. chill. He's yawning. He's tired. But yeah, my favorite part was when he just lost it. Just. Yeah. I love that. Right. Is there any, I guess there are any last things you want to tell us about Red Bull? Um, Red Bull is my first pet. My first ever animal, I guess, because I like moved around a lot. I did have birds. I did have birds, but I don't count the birds, which I feel really bad about. But no, Red Bull's my first. Birds aren't animals. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but Red Bull's my first pet. And, yeah, it kind of, for me, is very much like a – I found sort of like home base, which is around mm-hmm. the inner west, and I feel very comfortable. You don't agree? I hate the inner west. I'm yeah, leaving. he's he walked out. He's cleaning himself. Um, but, yeah, that's my final word to Red Bull. And, yeah, if any of you guys want to check out the music, my name's Sarah Yagi, Y-A-G-K-I. Spotify, Instagram, Apple Music if you listen to Apple Music, YouTube Music, uh-huh. Amazon, Deezer, Tidal. Sorry, I work in music as well, so I'm just listing <laughs> so up many. all So many. It's like when you, when you upload a track, it's just like upload to like fucking like a, th- a hundred different sites right. or however many. It's like I don't know what any of these are and I'm sure my profile on there is absolute trash. Someone's listening. Someone's yeah. listening. But yeah, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening and thank you to Sarah for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out Sarah's new single, I Love You, I Lied, wherever you buy or stream music. And when the EP is out on Friday, go check that out as well at all the same places. And if you wanted to find more details on the upcoming tour date she has, head to her socials, which I'll leave in the description of the episode, along with the socials for Life on Music, of course. And thank you to Red Bull the Cat for your feature in this episode, and my apologies to Ethan. That is all for this episode. Until the next one, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.